what's up? This is Gary Owen. These are my best friends. <laughs> From Philly. <laughs> Troy and Rashad. New York, New York, New York, New York. Oh, I thought you guys were Philly. I thought you, I heard nah, you outside saying Philly. The guy you called, uh, he's from. He's, oh, my fault. He's from Philly. My fault. Their, their camera guy is from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> They're from New York. Shout out to what Philly. Borough. Um, <sighs> tricky. Yeah, we, we live in right outside the city of Westchester, Greenberg, New York, specifically. You is that you New York or is it New Jersey? No, no, no. It's north of the city. So like, right ten minutes from the Bronx. There's a, there's a city called White Plains. We live inside that city. In the town outside. Out, we're from outside the city. Yeah. Westchester is a county outside of New York. Do you have yards? Uh, I do. Because New York, man. Tough. Some of those boroughs, I'm like, yo, they're just on top. I, I read something <laughs> about New York City. And you, can tell, you guys live there. You tell the truth. If, ever, if all the buildings got taken down and all the people were forced to be on the ground, there's not enough space. No. Nah, of no, course not. They, no, they, definitely. I mean, you're just stacked on each other. Yeah, especially definitely. like Manhattan. It's, it's, of course not. It's, it's a very small <clears throat> island. So, yeah, it's overpopulated. So you guys' hoodies, assets over liabilities. And I made a joke. I said, well, I've been living backwards. I've got a lot of liabilities, not enough assets. <laughs> and, and, and I'm going through a divorce. Sorry it's been very that. public. Sorry to hear so, that. Yeah, for... <sighs> No, you're not. Well, should we say congratulations? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, love, I love when you get divorced and people are like, sorry to hear that. I go, you're not really sorry. It's like when you, you see someone on social media and be like, I'm praying for you. I go, what are you actually praying for? Because you don't know me. You don't know what I'm going through. You'll say something like, or I made a joke in my last special where people always be like, you know, I need, I need everybody to send on their prayer warriors. Because I'm going through somewhere. I'm a prayer warriors. And I go this. I go, okay, where are the warriors going? And is there really a bunch of angels up in heaven with war paint on? And like bow and arrows, <laughs> ready to come down to earth and protect like your spirit. Yeah, I mean, we, we I say that in in the sense of like I could imagine what that's like because it doesn't sound like it's 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 going great. What the divorce? Yeah, it is what it is. It is. It is. Well, it's, part, it's, part it's part of life. Of it. It's part of life, man. That, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I got I got divorced before. It's not the part. end of the world. Not We're the not the last people get divorced. Yeah, We're no, not you, the first. You still living? Yeah, but man, the numbers. <laughs> That get Whoa. thrown around in a divorce. Is that why you you started getting into money? <laughs> <laughs> Did the divorce lead you down that road? No, 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 no. Because I might be the third partner. <laughs> <laughs> well, you was married. How long were you married? Seventeen. Well, that was wow. yeah. That's that's that's, that's the killer. That's, a lot. that's but the killer. All our kids are over eighteen. Okay. So there's no child support. Okay. God bless. Um, God bless. We and we was, there was a big. Um, the big battle for the longest was we were, it was like a cat and mouse game avoiding a process server because <clears throat> Ohio and California, we're both, we're Ohio State residents, but we did have a, a house in California. Oh. And, and you guys would know, I, I'm learning all this as I'm going, but you know, you can have as many houses as you want. You can only have one basically home base. Yeah, primary one, residence. Primary residence. Yeah. So that was Ohio. But even, even with that, I still was worried about getting served because she wanted it in California. Obviously, we're state right? We vote in Ohio, pay taxes in Ohio. So obviously, I wanted it in Ohio. So it was a big cat mask game. And then all my friends that have money was just calling me, giving me horror stories about divorces in California and 50-50 and, and like yeah. lifetime yeah. alimony type stuff. Quadro and, and all that. You got to go through that. I, you know, one of these things nobody thinks about when they get married is this is a business decision. Uh, and as your business partner, 
Mm-hmm. It's a business partner, right? And it's like like any business. If you have a successful business for 20 years, now you got to break that business up. <laughs> it's, not, it's not always easy. Or 17 years. <sighs> well, I don't want to get into all of it. We can talk about it off air. <laughs> but the business was not as successful as it's being portrayed okay. on social media. Okay. There's okay. a lot okay. of... Uh, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't divulge on social media because nobody's business. Mm-hmm. But I, I am... I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys are on because I know you guys probably know more about financing and everything else and investing than I do. Because I'm learning because my, my ex, she handled the finances for a bulk of our marriage. So I'm on the road. I'm a comedian. And I'm just kind of giving her the money and assuming everything's getting paid and taken care of mm. and everything else. And then so now going through the divorce, now I'm on my own. So I'm actually excited because I'm, I'm – I'm not struggling, quote unquote. So I have, you know, excess capital and money to I can make some investments, but I can't do anything until divorce is final. So I mean, um, that's why you guys came on. So what should I do with my money? It, like I got, I got, I got, like, I got like a, I got a good three hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm ready to move it, boys. <laughs> Put it in Dogecoin. Roll Go for dice. it. Roll the dice. Dude, I got like a good 300, 350 on Cameo right now. Ready just do what I want with it. <laughs> I just got another one right now, another $75 in the account. So, now, so after, after you get the divorce, um, you definitely want to start investing. Invest in stocks. You invest in stocks? I don't. Why not? I don't know enough about it. Let me, let wait, me wait, wait, wait. Maybe you do, though. And you just don't think you do. Maybe. See? Maybe. Mindset. It's mindset. Would, would, would stocks be like, I should go with Tesla? Why did you say that? That's what I be hearing people say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so then you know more than you think, right? So you say yeah. that because it's the number one EV company. And we keep yeah. hearing, especially in California, by 2020, by 2035, all cars have to do what? Be Electric. Easy. Exactly. They're plugged in. There you go. And so you know that. You subconsciously said Tesla, but it's the number one EV company. But why wouldn't I invest in outlets? That could be another place, you right? Plug it in, right? Exactly. So that is something that you can invest in, right? So if we know that all the cars have to move that way by this time, then it has to be somebody that's making charging stations for those cars. How about that? See, you know about investing. You yeah. just, it's mine. But I don't know how. I don't. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Okay. What kind of phone you got? iPhone. Apple. Apple. There you go. That's a good investment. Solid. <laughs> two solid companies <laughs> you think, already. Like, you think you're going to lose money if you invest in Apple in no. 20 years? No. Exactly. They're not going nowhere. Exactly. There you go. Well, now where my 300's going. <laughs> There's 150 on 250's going to Apple. <laughs> Two shares of Apple. 150's going to Tesla. Or maybe, maybe $50 going to Tesla. My math is off Fraction. Right that's going to be fractional. Fractional shares, yeah. So, I, you know, I've read that when I used to be in the military, and they'd always be like, take like 10% of your check and then just put it away. So when you get out. So if you do stay in the military for 10 years and then you retire you know, you'll have a little nest egg to do. I'm guessing you guys would be like, don't just put in a savings account. No. no. You should invest that 10%, right? 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. You got to have savings because anything could happen. Mm-hmm. So you have like at least six months savings of like whatever your monthly expenses are. That's like your rainy day emergency fund. After that, you got to start investing. Yeah. Retirement, mm-hmm. stocks. If you got kids, the kids' college funds, you got to start investing. Real estate. Yeah. yeah, but the reason why you don't put it in is because you make such low percentages of interest mm-hmm. when your money's in the bank. Yeah, right. And so what the bank does is they actually use that money to loan that to other people that have higher interest, and they make money on your money. So it's the reason why, like, if you go 
let's say you had $300,000, not that you do, <laughs> but if you did and you asked tomorrow, you said, you know what, I need to take out $20,000, they are going to tell you, no, we can't do that right now. You have to give us a two-day advance notice for that type of capital. They can move money from someone else's account. They have to go find, get the money now get to you. Oh, you know what the crazy sense. thing is? People were like, I'm scared to invest. And what do they do? If they're not putting it under their mattress, they're putting their money in the bank. Because they're mm -hmm. like, I don't trust the stock market. I don't trust. I'm scared to invest. You put your money in the bank, and the bank is investing your money. Mm. So you're scared to invest. If you put your money in the bank, how do you think banks make money? They invest. Yeah. They're investing your money. And charge interest. Right. Go figure. So, <laughs> somebody has, and I'm just making these numbers up. Somebody came to you and said, I have, I have $100,000 right now. What should I invest in? What would you recommend? I mean, if you never invested ever before, like a safe, easy way they start investing in the stock market is what's called an index fund. So, mm -hmm. an index fund is like, five, like the S&P 500 is 500 companies. So all you got to do is just buy one index fund and that invest in 500 companies. So you diversify. It's a safe play because <clears throat> you're, not, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. And then there's another thing called ETFs. You want to talk about ETFs? Yeah, so ETFs, the best way to explain it is like an all-star team, right? So if you know Apple is a solid company and you treat that like LeBron, right? Mm -hmm. He's an amazing, maybe the greatest player of all time. We'll treat that like Apple. You can either invest in LeBron as a singular uh, asset or you can invest in an ETF that has a multiple multiple uh, companies of the same sector. So like technology is a sector, industrial is a sector, finance is a sector. And so since Apple is a technology company, it's inside there, but so is Microsoft, and so is NVIDIA, and so is AMD. All these solid tech companies, and now you have like an all-star team. So you could have LeBron, or you could have the Western, all Western Conference all-star team, right? Mm -hmm. Both have LeBron on it, but if he tears his knee, he's done. And so is your investment. If he gets hurt in the all-star game, you still got a bunch of players. You still got Steph, right? You still got maybe AD if he's healthy. All these people that can still win the game for you. And so treat it like that. Treat it like an all-star team that you're investing in. So why isn't this pushed more? That's my thing. Like, you, you're you always pushed, like, got to have money in the bank, got to have a savings account, checking account, obviously. But I'm always, I'm always curious, like, why isn't stocks yeah. and investing, like you guys are saying, why isn't it pushed more, like, well, in we, mainstream and everything else? Where do we learn? Right, I don't know. In schools, right? And schools don't teach you these things, right? Because it, the and I always go back to the industrial revolution when people worked in factories and factories were made to create more jobs. <clears throat> so the school system was built on that, right? The same structure, right? Bells ring, people move from class to class. They all eat in the same cafeteria. Bell rings, everybody goes home. But what they're training you, right, is to be an employee because that's what the industrial revolution was. Let's create more jobs for more people. Education system until like now when we're seeing the digital age of education, which is happening because of the pandemic, we're seeing more people investing in their own education, right? And learning outside of the four walls of a school. And so mm -hmm. when we're in that building, right, the, the, the goal is to like get good grades, go to college to get a good job, not be an entrepreneur and own your own business, mm -hmm. right? So like those, those two different scenarios is probably the reason why more people don't know about investing, and they should. And it's, it all goes down to your upbringing, too. Like, we come from a blue-class environment. Um, where are you from? Cincinnati. Blue-class. Wow. Bengals. Working-class environment. So, uh, what, gave it a, what gave it away? <laughs> like this. What, what gave it away? <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, that's a good investment right now. It wasn't in the past. Now, that's a good guy to invest So, you know, people in that type of situation, you know, they're not really thinking about investing most of the time. They're thinking about just, you know, surviving, get a job. 
you know, get a union job, things of that nature. So it's not that it's, it wasn't being taught because it's being taught in other households and other neighborhoods, um, but it just wasn't taught in our households and our neighborhoods for the most part. But now that's changing. That's why, like, you know, we've created our platform where you have people that can actually, you know, relate to us. We speak the lingo and it's understandable and it's digestible. And it's not something that you see. It's like, oh, this is so hard. This is so complicated. It's foreign. It's above me. It's really not. It's just kind of been portrayed that way so most people can just stay in their lane and you know the rich get richer while the poor get poor how did you guys um educate yourself on this um just trial and error bro really honestly like as far as investing is concerned you know i started out coming out of college i started working as a financial advisor so i'm learning on the job like literally on the job training i'm going to classes i'm studying and i'm, I'm educating myself through reading books through taking courses and stuff like that and then, you know, us just being friends our whole entire lives. He's learning from me, and then he's learning stuff on his own, and then we educating each other. So, you know, it's just, it's, really, it's no school for this stuff as far as how we, what we did. You know, there's no school for, for learning the type of things that, that we learn. So we learn just like, you know, anybody else will learn on the internet, trial and error, doing it, talking to people, just like that. I'm thinking of some of the horror stories. Not horror stories, but financial problems in my line of work and people that I know have come in touch with. Maybe you guys can help. So if somebody falls for bankruptcy, right? We hear that a lot in my line of work because it, we don't get taxes taken out of our checks. Mm -hmm. So it's on us to make sure we got the right accountant, the right tax attorney, everybody is in place. So we're, and we're in a different state all the time. Yep. So we're getting different taxes. And it, I mean... It's really hard to keep up, honestly. I don't know a comedian out there that at some point didn't have some problems with the IRS. Yeah. At yeah. some point. Um, so somebody gets to the point where they file for bankruptcy. And was it seven years? Yeah. yeah. How, how long it stays on your credit? Yeah. Yeah, seven. So if somebody files for bankruptcy, it's on your, I mean, how would you guys tell that person to get back on their feet? I mean, the thing with bankruptcy is that it's not the end of the world. Um, you, you probably can't buy a home anytime soon. You may, you may have issues um, getting credit cards, but it doesn't stop your life, especially if you're an entertainer. You can still go out there and perform. You can still get money. But mm -hmm. the, 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 the thing about it is to learn from those experiences. It's funny. We just had this conversation. So, like, one, one of the mistakes that entertainers make specifically is that, like you said, they don't put money aside for taxes. Mm -hmm. They're spending money, and they don't realize that, you know, you're performing in different states, and there's different taxes for each state. It's extremely complicated. But another mistake is that they're actually getting paid just individual. Like, they're just getting, like, actual cash or just a check written out to their name. Yeah. So create an LLC, create a business, right? Yeah. So now, instead of getting money just directly in your personal name, you create a business. The reason why I say create a business is now you can start taking deductions. So now mm -hmm. you start operating as a business. You don't start thinking as a talent. You start thinking as a corporation, as a yeah. company. So now it's like, all right, you do a stand-up show. And you make, you know, whatever you make, but now you have your camera guy with you, so now you pay him, that's deducted. Your your meals, your travel, your hotel, all of that is deducted. So now you're actually taking deductions. So if you got paid $20,000, maybe only 5000 of that is actually taxable because you took $15,000 in deductions. So it's just, it's just learn, learning the, the tricks of the trade, but um, nothing is something that you can't come back from. Like, bankruptcy is not as bad as it as it sounds like, yeah. you know, like there's been billionaires that have filed for bankruptcy. Right. It's all about learning, restructuring, and not making the same mistakes twice. Right. You'd be a president and file for bankruptcy. Yes. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, another one, I'm thinking of a buddy of mine. He got, um, got kind of scammed in college. 
and it, it completely like messed his credit up, right? And I don't know what the scam was, but somehow somebody got told him, you know, this I can't miss some kind of investment, messed up his credit a little bit. And every time that guy goes to get a car, he's at interest rates are all through the roof because mm-hmm. he can't get his credit um, back up. You know what I mean? So I, how would you, how do you guys tell somebody to like try to get their credit back up after, you know? Yeah, one, one of the things, and this happened uh, specifically to me, was like I was an authorized user on an account. And so my mom had a credit history. And so based on her credit history, because she was responsible and paid on time, I got to have the luxury of having her credit score transferred over to mine. And so I was able to grow credit based off just spending the authorized user's card. Um, and then my, my credit grows. And so then now I can go out and get my own card. And so that's one of the things people can do. If there's somebody that you are close to or you really trust, ask them to be an authorized user on their account. You know what I'm saying? If, you're, if they're responsible and then you're now responsible, that's going to help your credit grow. And once your credit grows, now you can get your own credit. Now you can, I mean, it'll probably start at a very low limit, but that's how you build it, right? After you, six months of on-time payments, then you can ask for an increase, right? Let's say it was $500, now you can ask for $1,000. And so you just build that credit back up very slowly and keep a couple of things in mind, right? You want to have your utilization rate. That's very important. How much are you using? So if they gave you $1,000 as your credit line, right, are you using 900 of it or are you using $100 of it, right? So that ratio, you want to keep it like 10% utilization because that helps your score grow and keeps it at a high level. So, like, those are two little things that you can do to help build your credit back up if it was torn down. Dispute letters, too. That's something that I actually, yeah. I actually yeah. had bad credit. And that's another, there's no credit jail. Even if you have bad credit, um, that falls off after, after years, too. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, A, you could just wait it out. That's one way. Like, you could literally just wait it out. And then seven years later, you, you know, you, you have good credit again as long as you've been paying your bills on time for that time frame. But you can also have dispute letters. Um, and a lot of companies, like, you know, if they don't actually respond to the dispute, it could actually be taken off of your credit too. So there's different ways, yeah. but you know everything comes with time as well. So you probably can't fix it overnight. But the key is like if you have bad credit, don't just say okay, I have bad credit, so screw it's it. Over. I'm not gonna pay my bills anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna keep high credit limits on my credit cards. That's just gonna just keep the cycle going. You know, yeah. pay your bills on time, keep low credit card limits, use your credit card for things that you can actually pay off, like use it for gas and stuff like that. Don't overexpend. Don't spend money on things that you don't necessarily need. You know, basically financial literacy stuff, but yeah. a lot of people just lack that discipline. And, and reach out to your lender, right? So if you owe Best Buy $10,000 because you've been maxing up your entertainment center on Best Buy, reach out to them. Like, listen, I'm gonna, here's, here's the, I need to change my payment date because I don't get paid to this, this time of, uh, of the month. So you can... There's ways to finagle around it. Or even sometimes I know people who said, you know what, I'm going to call it debt consolidation, right? Where as somebody represents you, like if your, your credit was, the credit card was maxed out to 30000 and you said, let's meet at the medium. I can't pay a 29% interest rate on $30,000. I'll be paying this for 35 years. Have somebody mediate that where it's like, all right, well, I have, I can make payments up for 10000 for the next two years. And maybe we can just have a settlement there and we can meet there and then your credit won't be as effective. Mm-hmm. I saw the um, <clears throat> the running back, Josh Jacobs, for the Dallas Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. So he, got, yeah, yeah. he got drafted. When he got drafted, he was in Oakland. Mm-hmm. So he must have the right agent or financial advisor in his ear because he held his rookie signing bonus for a year because then they're in Nevada. Yeah, that makes so a lot of sense. He literally, they said it, he made $300,000 more, whatever his working signing bonus yeah. was. Mm-hmm. No state tax. No state tax. Yep. And I, 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 
being a being such a sports fan like I am, um, I it's funny because when it comes to finances, I always look at guys like when they sign with a certain team, and I go, okay, if you're an undrafted free agent, and you make the Indiana Pacers, you're on league minimum. I go, your money's going a lot farther than playing for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, even, and even even like big um, contracts, like you got to realize somebody got a hundred million dollar deal. It's a big difference between playing in California or New York as opposed to playing in Miami or Dallas where there's no state income tax. Like, that makes a big difference. You're talking about millions of dollars that you're going to potentially be losing by playing in these states with high income tax. So it's something to definitely consider for sure. It's like when LeBron left the Heat and came to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I mean, went to Cleveland but ended up in the Lakers. You're talking from zero tax to 13%. You know the state of California wanted him so bad. <laughs> yeah. Please. Come on, man. Please. Yeah, I, please. Heard, uh, I heard Toronto's bad. That's why a lot of guys won't go up there. Toronto's really bad because you get taxed twice. So the thing with the NBA is to, like, you know, like, it's, so, like, even if you play in a state with no income tax, that's only half of your games. So the other half of the games, you still got to pay state taxes in those, in those uh, states that you're playing in. But obviously the majority of your games, 50% of your games is going to be in one location. Mm-hmm. So it's going to make a big difference. But Toronto is a whole different country with Canada, so you have to pay Canadian taxes as well. So it's the worst. Canada is actually yeah. the worst. So that definitely stops people from going there because it's like you have to not only pay American taxes, but you have to pay Canadian taxes and also. And then you got state tax and you got city tax. So like if you're playing uh, the Brooklyn Nets or you're playing the Knicks, New York State was attacked from New York City mm-hmm. on top of the state tax. Yeah, and that's the good thing with football. The Giants and the Jets, even uh, though it's the New York Giants, <laughs> New York Jets, they, they play in Jersey. Most of, the, most of the guys live in Jersey. So it's a little better as opposed to, yeah, MSG, Barclays Center, that's in New York City. So not only are you paying New York taxes, which is the second highest in the country, now you're paying New York City taxes, which is extremely high also. So they're getting screwed left and right. You don't... Ever taking into account. <laughs> I just want to play at MSG. Because all, all they report is, like, what they sign for. They don't report what the agent's taking out and taxes and everything else. Because I'd be looking at stuff like this. He's not making that. No, exactly. Half of it. Is it yeah. Taxes already. Maybe right? half. Like, like you said, after all the paying everybody and all that stuff, you come home with less than half. Yeah. And they're looking at that. So if somebody signs for $140 million, that's over five years. But, like, you know already, like, half of that is gone. Mm-hmm. So... You're, you're already cutting it. Then, like you said, with all the fees, and then you break it down per five years, it's like, damn. And you buy a house, you buy your mom's <laughs> house before, you know, it's not really hard to understand why people can go broke. Yeah, by the seventh year, you can't pay the property tax. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, and I, I think I was talking to a couple guys in the NFL, and they said that's why they, they, they really hold out for the sign-in bonus, the, the guaranteed money, because when you're watching ESPN or something, they'll be like, um, you know, so-and-so signed for 70 million, but 35 is guaranteed. And then I was like this. So he signed for 35. Yeah. He didn't sign exactly. for 70. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, Michael Vick got $200 million contracts. Never saw never saw $100 million. He had $200 million contracts, but he never received $100 million. NFL is completely different from basketball, yeah. baseball, where you're get, now they're starting to get guaranteed contracts in the NFL now, but it's still not the norm. Like you sign a $100 million contract, you might get $15 million. It's yeah. just like it's show money. And they reserve the right to cut you. Yeah, they right. restructure Any your point. deal. They'll yeah, cut release you. you anytime. That's why the signing bonus is super important because that's the guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. What um? How'd you guys come up with this assets over liabilities? You want to tell? Yeah, we was when we started our podcast. Um, we had to think of like a slogan, like for merch. 
because obviously, you know, merch is like a real big deal. So I'm thinking of like, what is like, in a couple of words, describes what we do. I'm like, assets over liabilities. I'm like, oh, that's dope. And then I'm like, all right, how can we actually make it so it's like real dope? So it's like assets with the line over, like it's like a math equation. I didn't realize that that's a real big accounting term. So now every accountant thinks we're like in the accounting underworld. They see it like, oh, are you an accountant? I'm like, nah, we got a show. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it kind of sums up, you know, that's what we really strive for. You, you can have fun. We're not extremists, you know, but it's like you got to prioritize things. So assets over liabilities. I would just go in and say, fuck. <laughs> we'll put that on the back. <laughs> you go through a divorce, you're like this, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's funny too when you, when you not, not, I'm not going to put all my business out there, but you learn so much about your own finances going through divorce. I was like this, oh, I, didn't, I never needed that. Mm. Oh, I didn't even had to pay on that. Yeah. I learned a lot. I think I've become more financially sound going through the divorce. Like, like you said, file for bankruptcy, you should learn from it. It's not the end of the world. It's very similar. Yeah. Like, it's like this. Okay, this is not the end of the world, but I'm definitely learning from this shit. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Do you recommend, let me ask you this. Do you recommend um, being married, two-income household, do you recommend combining or keeping the accounts separate? And I'm always going to do separate. That's there just... you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's why you're on the show, bro. Boom. Keep that shit separate. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll wait till the answer. Bro, I learned. Oh, you, you, doing, you doing it together? I'll put it that way. I learned. That's oh, all I'm okay, going to say okay, about okay. it. Yeah. But I learned. Yeah, I, I am married. And so we both have our separate accounts. And then we have a joint account. So there's like just an account that obviously money goes into that. But she has her own. I have my own. And then we have something together. Why? <laughs> uh, Dude, look at us. Why? I know. I should be learning from you. Now. <laughs> like you said, it's your business partner. It's, it's, your, it's your life partner as well. So I trust her. Um... Uh, and she trusts my financial decisions, so we good. For now? <laughs> Enjoy it. Life comes at you fast, brother. I was going to say I'll call my financial advisor, but maybe. It is, I'll I tell you what, as a so talk, talk of finance somewhat, it is a very liberating, liberating feeling. I, since I got the divorce, and I'm in complete control of finances right now. Mm -hmm. Granted, whatever happens in a divorce, the numbers will work themselves out. But to, be, to finally be able to be in complete control of what I got coming in, what's going out, um, it, it is such a level of freedom. And I'm, that's why I'm like looking to finally invest in some stuff now. Yeah. It reminded me of when I first joined the military at a high school. So, you know, in high school, I always had to ask for stuff like, can I have money for this? Can I have money for this? I'll never forget how um, such a good feeling it was when I went to like Burger King right after boot camp. And I order something to eat, and I go, oh, my God, I can pay for this. <laughs> I don't have to call nobody. You don't nobody. have to ask, yeah, you don't got like looking over your you know, shoulder. Oh, my God. I was like, this, holy shit. Why'd you spend money on this? Why'd you do that? I got a check coming Wait, every two we, weeks, bro. Are we saying that's what marriage is like? No, oh. it could be. It could be. <laughs> I'm saying free, bro. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> got you. It's Noted. freedom, man. Liberation. Noted. Noted. Liberation. Yeah. Now, are you, are you remarried now? Nah. All right. You're just, I'm just <laughs> married, man. I'm the only one. That's so he comes over for Thanksgiving? And he's like, how much you spend on that? Yeah, he usually, he usually does. How much you spend on that turkey, bro? Nah, no, nah, that was nah, not nah, a good nah, investment, nah, bro. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the organic celery? Oh, this guy. 
You can't taste it once it's in the turkey in the dressing. <laughs> I, I am the I'm the married I'm the only one that's married out of our, our crew of friends. How many people are in the assets over liability crew? Uh, it's a bunch of us. Um, it's all people you grew up with? Yep. Everybody we grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. And you guys all just came back together? It's like the Wu-Tang Clan. We never left each other. So the, the actual show is Earn Your Leisure. This is just um, a title for... Well, it actually is a title for another show that we have on Revolt. But um, this is like our slogan for a lot of our merchandise. Mm -hmm. So Earn Your Leisure is the show. But it's everybody we grew up with. Um, like I've known him since he was in sixth grade. Our other partners I've known since we were in like first kindergarten. Like, well, who was, was you the spearhead? Like you got it going, like yo, of yeah. everybody. Yeah. And then just and when he first came, you like yo, let's start yeah. talking about money and investing shit. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So we were we were teaching financial literacy inside of classrooms to to young adults, um, and he was I was I'm the teacher and he's a financial advisor, so it just kind of made sense, right? Financial literacy. But then he was branching out, doing his own thing on social media. And was everybody? It was drawing a lot of attention because the way he was telling stories about sports and finance and these these stories that people never heard about money, like that that Josh Jacobs story, like that's an interesting story. Like he would break mm -hmm. that down, and so um, he started doing them, and then people wanted more of the dialogue, and they were like, "Do you have a podcast?" And like pretty much like within the next week, we were in my house, and he was like, "You want to do a podcast?" And I'm like, "Okay." Where'd you guys go to college? I went to college in New York. I went to, I finished up in Hawaii. Really? Yeah. That would have been my first guess. <laughs> <laughs> I came out of left field. If you would have said where, that would probably, there's 50 states. I probably would have said Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Hawaii. How do you end up in Hawaii? So I used to play ball, so I went to school in Maryland, first UMBC, and I was on a basketball scholarship, and I, I left. I transferred after my sophomore year, had a fallout with the coach. So my other, the other. Why, why, why did it fall? He started laughing. Because I'm laughing because I was coming to see his game. Um, I was going to see him play, and he had a fallout out the week of. And I was like, "Damn, bro, Dude, you was flying in? I was driving, driving in? down, driving down. I was in Baltimore. That's crazy. Yeah. So that didn't work out. <laughs> um, and then you know, a coach that recruited me there, he left. So he had a relationship with the coach in Hawaii. It was so crazy because. Growing up, Hawaii always seemed like a magical place, like Hawaii 5 -0. I didn't look at it like it was a real place. So I was in class, and I got a voicemail, and it's like, this is Coach Law from University of Hawaii. He, I'm like, I had to listen to it three times. I'm like, Hawaii? What? So he like, you know, um, you know, there's an opportunity for you to come. We got a scholarship for you. I'm like, I'm coming. I don't even need to visit or nothing. I'm, sign me up. Done deal. Talk about expensive place to live. <laughs> good Lord. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. It was a good time out there. Yeah. Well, you save on winter coats. Exactly. Things like that. Exactly. That's one of my favorite places to go to. I haven't been. You never been to Hawaii? No, no. All so, the financial stuff? You gotta yeah, live, well, man. I, two, the two times I, I was trying to go, my wife ended up pregnant. And so I was like, you know. So she's supposed to get pregnant, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> and then when he got married, his wedding was in Hawaii. My daughter was, her, his, my daughter's due date was his wedding day. And so I missed his wedding. And then. It didn't work out. I'm not supposed to be in Hawaii, I don't think so. Well, it didn't work out. Yeah. You so we miss, got, I got another chance. I got another chance. You ain't missed nothing. So you're saying there's another chance. Aloha to the good people of Hawaii, though, man. I got a lot of love out there. Where did you play? Hawaii Hilo, you said? Hilo. It's on the Big Island. You've been to Hawaii, you've been to Hawaii a few times? I've been to right? all of them. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm performing there every year. Obviously, COVID, I didn't, but I do the... Um, but I'm on Oahu. Oahu, right, yeah. Right yeah, there yeah. in Honolulu. Honolulu. That's, yeah. yeah, it's like Miami. Where's... Yeah, where's... Hilo... It's on the Big Island, 
on the yeah. West Coast. Okay. You know Kona? Yeah, that's one on of my favorites. On the other side of Kona. Okay. Kona, people be sleeping on Kona. Kona's dope. Kona's a vibe. You got the volcano. Yeah, and they got the they got like a um, a little hidden black sand beach. Like black everybody man. goes to Maui, yeah, black, black sand beach. You ever, you ever been to the green sand beach? I don't know about that one. They got a green sand beach. It's called South Point. You next time you go, it's on the Big Island. On the Big Island, the, su the southern, the most southernest part of the Big Island. Really, it's green sand. Never seen that in my life. Yeah, it's a vibe. That's probably got you in the money. That's <laughs> all that green sand. Like, wait a minute, the sand can be green. Epiphany. <laughs> Make me some green. <laughs> That's a fact. So you guys have, you got your own podcast. Mm -hmm. You got your own hoodies. Yep. Yeah. T-shirts. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the what's the podcast called? Earn your leisure. Earn your leisure. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are on, man, because this really got thrown together at the last second. That's like, the best, that's the, what's the best part of life. Yeah, and like he said, yeah, they, they, I'm telling you, the, the guys here within this structure, like, sold you guys, like, yo, they're good to talk to, finances and stuff. And I'm going like this, well, <laughs> I'm going to a divorce. I need some financial help myself. I'll take it anywhere I can get it. Now, when Hammer got in trouble. No, oh, shout out to Hammer. Yeah. When Hammer got in trouble, I remember he was on the Chris Rock show. And he said, Chris Rock said, do you have any advice so somebody doesn't get put in the situation you was in. He said, yeah, get a good accountant, good lawyer, good tax attorney, and then have somebody else to watch over them. Yeah. Because I think, um, I, like you said, like, in my line of work, it's, I don't know if this is for other people, but sometimes when my uh, accountant calls me, I'm going, what? <sighs> I'm just trusting them, yeah. yeah. basically. You know, like you said, I know I, when you were rattling, all the write rattling off all the write-offs, I go, I've learned that as I've gone, got an LLC, found out, you know, it's a stand-up, and we write a lot off, you know, flights, hotels, food, you know, if I want to get ready for a movie, I can get a trainer. It's all write-off. Strip club. I don't do that. <laughs> nah, no, 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 no. You know, it's funny, last week I did, I was playing a stripper. So I probably could have. Yeah, it's community you know. service. You were, yeah, yeah. You were playing a stripper? <laughs> playing a stripper, yeah. You were the stripper. It's one of the strippers. Okay. Oh, there was man. a bunch of us. It's Magic Mike Part 6 or something? <laughs> it, was, it was similar. It was, it was the black Magic Mike, but I was the one white stripper on the crew. You know what I mean? It was, it, was like, it was like Coach Carter. I was Channing Tatum. It was like, the one, like, why is Channing Tatum in the hood in Richmond? The whole time I watched that movie, I was like this. I've been to Richmond, California. He's not there. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tatum is not on that team. No, no, no. What gave so, it away? It was it was similar to that, but uh, I, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, it's um, write-offs. Write-offs and everything else. I, you're just trusting your account. Like, he'll rattle off all this stuff, and I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, now, most people don't. And you should you could always get your, your books audited, too, from outside firm. Like, because mm -hmm. you never, a lot of people, you know, have their accounts that stole from them over the years, like, you know? I heard. And people have even went to jail because their accountants have stole from them and then they haven't paid taxes. It's a whole mess. So you, A, want to be educated yourself. I think mm -hmm. for all entertainers, athletes, never just give somebody complete access. Like, people pay your bills and that's cool, but know what bills are being paid. Know how much money is coming out of your account. Know, like, the money's coming out of your account, where is it going? Yeah. Like, ask questions, number one. Well, a lot mm -hmm. of it's going to my divorce attorney. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You know, you know the, the crazy thing with, with, with attorneys like is, this. The, the crazy thing with with attorneys is like if you if you if you building a house, right? You can say, okay, this costs three hundred thousand dollars to build, and then that's it. And then if we need to do more, then we do more. Attorneys, they'll just say like, I'm a hundred dollars an hour, and I can't tell you how many hours I'm gonna work. 
So you just run the meter, and then at any point in time, you stop paying them, and they just stop working. Mm-hmm. But there's no there's no frame of like to say I'm gonna work a thousand hours, I'm gonna work ten thousand yeah. hours. It's just like I don't know how how many hours this is gonna be. It's just per hour. Unlimited. Well, you just gotta. What I found, you gotta do your research on them attorneys too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I researched the heck out of the ones I got. I was like, okay, these got recommended by numerous people, read up. So yeah, the, the education point part is the like the vital part, right? So like the more you know, the more you study, then you have the questions that you can ask. Like we don't ask the questions because we don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just don't know the questions to ask. Like yeah. where is that going? Who? What is that that person's job? You just know that the money's going to them. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying, like, educate yourself. Yeah, you can have these people in place, but understand what they're doing and what their roles are. Because then ultimately, you're, their money, you're paying them. So yeah. you should know, like, what they're doing with the, with the mm-hmm. money and what their job is to earn the money. Right. What, what I found easiest for me to stay on top of taxes in, in my tax bracket is as soon as I get a check and I'm putting it in the bank... I just take 30% I round up. So if if I have a check for $980, which is basically 1000 mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to put 300 into this other account that is just, that's basically my, my IRS account, yeah. my taxes. Yeah. But it never fails. I always can pay my taxes, Yo, but it never more. fails. It's always a little more. So I go, <laughs> whoa, I thought I had enough, yeah. but, but I got enough. So, <laughs> so <laughs> to me, that... More. That's the simplest way that my brain works. Yeah. And I don't even think about it. That's so a good when strategy. He, when he does hit me, I'm like this. I got it. And just transfer it over. Takes it out. And we're good. Yeah. I think anybody should do that, right? Like the, the, the moment that you make money, especially in the line of work you're in, automatically it's not 100%. No. Just, yeah, all right, let's take 35% of this. Out the, like, that has to go over here. Mm-hmm. We never make it. But we, in our minds, it's like, no, it's 100% mine. I'll pay it when it's due. And I until mean, you get to what's due, it's like, I don't have it. Save your money. Learn to save. I learned. Now I'm now I'm ready to invest. Do I, do you, let me ask you this: for as far as house flipping versus uh, renting, so would you recommend somebody gets a house, flips it, sells it, or you know gets a house, flips it, and rent it out? So flipping it is like when you're actually selling it. So if you flipped it, you're not actually going to be able to rent it because you don't own it anymore. I think you're talking about, like, rehabbing it, right? Yeah, re- my fault. Okay, it's all good. <laughs> I uh, didn't go to Hawaii, though, bro. <laughs> I didn't go to two universities. <laughs> Way to make me feel stupid. <laughs> stupid water. But, but uh, it's always good for the long... It's always good to hold any investment long-term. Stocks, real estate, you want to hold... The longer you hold it, the more money you'll make because the appreciation will go up. So if you buy a home and you renovate it and now you have it, now you can rent it out. You're getting rental income that's coming in. But now that $100,000 home that you purchased in 10 years, it might be worth $600,000, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just saw Biggie, uh, his house. Remember that rap he had, thinking back on my one-room shack? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. It just sold for $2 million. That one-room shack did? It was well, never, it was it was never, never one-room, one-room shack. shack but, oh. yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was misleading. <laughs> that, was like, that reminds me of... Uh, I was, I was with a buddy of mine from New York, and he drives me around. So he drives me to the projects where uh, Jay-Z was at. Okay, Marcy. He, yeah, Marcy Project. He goes, yo, yo, right there. 
That's where Jay-Z was at. That's the Marcy Projects. I go, no, 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 no. I want to see where Jay-Z's li Jay living now. I don't really care about those projects. I go, take me by where he's living now. That's what I want to see. <laughs> you got the plot of Malibu for that. Yeah, you got to yeah, be out here. Take me to the wrong place. Yeah. Go backwards. I want to see this. Yeah, <laughs> but I just, like, you know, but still, $2 million, like, that's crazy. So, you know, nobody would have thought that that would be worth that back in the 90s. So everything appreciates over the time. Most things appreciate over over time, valuable things of value. So it's always good to buy a hold. Yeah. But you can still make money by flipping. It just depends on you know what your appetite is. But for me, it's always about long term. Yeah. What about artwork? Artwork is another a great asset to have, right? Because that's another thing that appreciates, right? You buy a painting, or you buy like let's say you buy a painting and you buy it now and it's a hundred thousand, mm. and ten years, twenty years down the line, you pass that down and now it might be ten x. Right, and so again, something that you hold long term, and it has value, right? It can't just be like a well, it could be a banana on the wall, right? They sold that, um, but it, it'll appreciate over time, right? And so you have equity in that. So any asset with value will appreciate. Watches, anything, yeah. like you know, nice the, watches is a good investment. Yeah, yeah, sure. of course. As long as you buy it correctly, do the do the right yeah. way, do it the right way. What What does that mean? So like a, a Rolex, take a Rolex for example, mm -hmm. right? Like if you buy a Rolex watch. The worst thing that you can do is like when these rappers say like they bust down when they like actually like just drilling holes in it and putting diamonds in it, mm -hmm. like you're actually devaluing the whole the whole Rolex. So it the aftermarket value is not gonna be the same. But if you buy, even if it has Rolex, if, if it has diamonds, if it has like factory diamonds, factory diamonds are diamonds that Rolex put into mm -hmm. it, right? So Rolexes appreciate because there's a shortage of watches right now. You can't buy if you wanted to buy a Rolex right now, you can't. There's no Rolexes on the market right now. Which really? Yeah, yeah, which makes the value of it go up, right? Supply and demand. So now a Rolex that you know you pay fifty thousand dollars for, you can probably sell for seventy five thousand, hundred thousand dollars, depending on. And then ten years from now, that that watch is going to be worth two hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. That's crazy because I I would think watches were like cars. Nah, because well, some, you're wearing some, them, you're wearing them, tearing. And... Some antique cars appreciating value, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I bought a car like a Chevy from '67, you're probably looking like, well, why would I buy that? But that could be sold for a hundred thousand. Ten years down the line, it could be worth. Two hundred thousand, but another thing about the Rolex is it's made out of gold, right? Mm -hmm. Gold appreciates over time, yeah. right? It has, it has, it goes up, it goes down because it's a commodity, just like platinum's a commodity, silver's a commodity. All these things can be traded and they can appreciate over the course of a period of time. So it, again, an asset that has value over time will appreciate. So, because I, I heard they're, and I could be wrong, I heard they're not making G wagons anymore. It's a shortage. It's a shortage of all cars. It's a shortage of everything right now. Corona has put a shortage of everything. So you can't even, just regular cars, you can't even really get a lot of cars. You ain't lying. Yeah. You try Please. to get one? Dude, so I, I'm an Audi guy. I like Audis. Mm -hmm. Right? It just drives smooth. But that dang, now they're supposed to have this Q4 electric. Mm. And it keep, they keep pushing back. Yeah, because of technology inside. The technology, yeah. it, it, what's required to run that technology are semiconductors, which are like chips that control all of the functions inside of that car. If they can't produce those chips, then they can't produce the technology to put inside your car. Mm -hmm. So like if you wanted that car, they'd like, I'll give you the base model, but it won't have the dashboard up. It won't be loaded. Wow, the guy at Alley never said that. He just said, wait. Yeah, our partner, his, his mom, he, the, the, we had a flood and um, he lost the car. The car was totaled. And he was trying to get a new one. They just didn't have one. They said, we'll give you the base model. It just won't have any of the dash on. Like, you can have, like, the speedometer, but everything else, touchscreen, all that's done. Well, if you want the car. And who wants that car? Who wants that car? Exactly. 
but that's, that's what they're offering that's people. That's why everything is is over sticker right now. Houses, people is paying way more than a house is worth because there's, there's not enough houses for the demand. People's paying way more than what watches are worth. People's paying way more than what cars are worth. Like everything right now is a shortage of everything, which has raised, risen the, the price of everything. Mm. Well, that's good to know. All right. I think I got enough. <laughs> I, we, didn't even, we didn't even talk about the, 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 your wall of fame over there. What, what do you want to know? <laughs> I already told you guys. I go, I want it. <laughs> White guys and black dominated genres. That did really who, who well. Can, who can we add? So that's a play on on the black and white. Is that is that a little bit. intentional? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Larry Eminem. So you got Eminem, Larry Bird. See, like baseball is kind of across the board. You can't put a baseball player yeah, yeah, up there. Yeah, no. Now, um, I told you you could put Tyson Fury. Or to Tom Brady. Sport. Tom Brady. For quarterbacks, though. No, nah, he's not. He's, yeah, he fits if right you, now. Now, if you get a white running back. Now Christian McCaffrey, give him a couple he, he, years. Yeah, that's a good one. He might be yeah. able to be up here. But I would, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would do Tiger Woods. <laughs> Just go against the grain. Not to make it like all white, pro white. Nah, it's Chappelle, pro. He got against traded the grain. Hey, on the Chappelle show. He got traded. Tiger Woods got traded. Doesn't count. Yeah, remember they had the racial. Or like, how about? How about I, don't, I don't know how the guys do anymore, but there's a the the sprinter uh, Matthew Bowling. He's at a, he's at University of Georgia right now. White dude broke all the high school. Sprint championships, okay. 100, 200 long jump. I think he's a sophomore at Georgia now. I'm not sure how he's doing, but I remember in high school, I was like, who's that guy? He, he's going he might make the wall. Well, the, 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 the guy who won the 100 meters is from um, Italy. In the Olympics last year? Yeah, he's Italian. Right, I'm going to put him right there. Is he white, though? Give him a small chair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Honorable, he's white. Honorable mention. Yeah. The guy who won 100 meters was Italian? Yeah, yeah, but I think he might be a black Italian. Though. Can we look him up? Yeah. 100-meter champion was a 2020 Olympics. Yeah. He might be black, though. You got a research department. <laughs> got a whole, I got a crack staff. Got to vet that information. Who won the... Marcel. That does not yeah. sound Italian. No, no he's he is Italian. Italian. Definitely not Italian. That sounds Definitely. black. Okay. Let me see. He's Italian. Is that guy white? I don't know if he's white, oh, though. I don't think he's white, though. But he's definitely Italian. I know that for sure. He might have been he might have been the child of um Michael Ailey and that Italian lady in <laughs> the movie Spike Lee directed. Yeah. Was that Santa Anna? Yeah. The Road yeah, to Santa Anna? I watched that. That might have been their that. grandkid. I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never know who his grandpa was. There you have it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. We found his grandson. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would put him up. Let me think of any other sport. See hockey, okay. I would huh? Okay. So he's so he's black. Uh, so he's See? black. There you have it. So he's black. Yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's yeah. not but I don't white. think he knows he his dad, though. Wall. Don't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He can't make the wall. I can't make the wall. <laughs> you gotta, we got to think of somebody else. He's going to be 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be 100%. All right, Tyson Fury, then. We can put we, him We up. can put Tyson up. Tyson Fury, definitely. Yeah, he belongs up there. Yeah. And uh, my, she, a couple years, might be putting Luca up there. Luca might be. Luca. Luca. And what's the boxer, the YouTuber? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. He's 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 fastly. The only problem is I put Jake Paul up there. He want to fight me. Why you put my name on the I'm like, dude, you're mad at everybody. I've never seen a guy like with so much <laughs> money, so angry. I'm like, you're so young. Why are you so mad at everybody? Jake Paul's on a rampage. Start right from now. the bottom. <laughs> right? Killing it. You know. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. All right, guys. Oh, I appreciate you coming on last minute. Um, I'm actually I want to push this episode up so I could 
hear it because I want to I want to watch it back. <laughs> so I got someone to go to when I get references. You know what I mean? Use it as a reference point. And then what? Give me your podcast one more time. Earn your leisure. And that, is that the YouTube page? Yep, across all social media, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, everything. Earn your leisure. Yep. Earn your leisure. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Is that? Is, let me ask this: Are the Gildan? Are the? Is it Gildan? Like who? Who's this? Custom. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I don't sell that Gildan stuff. We moved away from Gildan a while ago. Yo, Gildan is just hard on the skin. Guys, <laughs> cheap. Good Gee, lord. You get like two wears out of it. It never fits right either. Yeah. It's always like the sleeves are way out here and the torso's tight. <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of Kevin Hart you get the U torso Hulk Hogan arms model this? You get the U collar. Yeah, that was not you, Kyler, yet, but shoot, it's on its way. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, those, I, I always tell when I, when I do merch after my shows, I always if I go, this is not Gildan. I go, you can wear this more than once. It's feel-good fabric. It's important for me to know. Yeah, I don't one, know. One wash will not ruin it. Destroy this whole thing. Good Lord. Yeah. All right, what we learned today, folks, <laughs> we don't like Gildan. <laughs> That's it. And, and the guy that went 100 meters in the Olympics was half black. Black Italian. Black Italian. Yep. Shout out to Michael Ely. <laughs> <laughs> chicken, po chicken pasta. All right. <laughs> well, I appreciate it coming out. Uh, Thank no you, man. problem, man. Thank, Thank you for having us, bro.